hard to bear. I know I could not make it without Jesus being there. It's so encouraging to know, however deep we're in despair, that Jesus never fails. So what can I do to prove to you? Tell me how can you deny no untold facts no mysteries it's all so cut and dry and on the witness stand of your life i'll be the first to testify that jesus never fails jesus never John chapter number 6. I'm just going to read a few verses tonight. Just a simple message. But maybe it will help us. I had told Preacher Brian God was laying a message on my heart about uh, what to look for in 2024. Well, I really thought that's what I'd be preaching on tonight. But it just seems like, and maybe it's me, every time I tell somebody what I'm going to be preaching on, it seems like God just has to change it just to straighten me out. I don't know. I don't know what that's all about. But it's been that way, Brother Harold, for years and years. My wife will ask me what I'm going to preach on. I said, I ain't telling you. I said, you'll find out when the rest of them do. Uh, but anyhow, I shouldn't have told him that. But uh, God had laid some things on my heart that I thought I would preach tonight. And then uh, today, uh, this morning, I get up and God begins to move some things around. Isn't that amazing how he does that? I'll tell you what, he can just take that other away. I don't know if I'll ever get to preach that other message, but that's all right. Praise God. Maybe I just needed it. But anyhow, and that's quite all right. But anyhow, if you have your Bibles, over in John chapter number 6, you've heard this, and I'm sure you've probably heard uh, some of this preached on before, but anyhow, uh, when things, when people don't under, understand everything going on, I don't know, they just get all out of sorts. And I don't understand everything. And I'm sure I've mentioned this to you before, but last year our truck breaking down, I didn't understand that at all. We've got great mechanics, different mechanics. People from Greensboro came. The truck was the motor one blowed up. The... Uh, it just seemed like it, it could have been fixed, but it just couldn't. I didn't understand that. I had two preachers to call me. Uh, Brother Adams, do you think that God's just done with you and this and, and all? And this was my words to them. I don't know what God's doing, but I ain't quitting. And I said, uh, the reason I say that, I said, God told me to start. And he told me to stop yet, and I'm still breathing. So I'm not quitting. And I was determined. I told my wife that over and over. Uh, every time we had a breakdown, I'd tell her. I'd say, honey, no matter how it goes, we're not quitting. And not that she ever said let's quit. But I just wanted to encourage her. We're going to keep going on. Don't know what God's got in store and then you know about the truck. And that's what I had no idea that that's what God was going to do. But he knew exactly what he was going to do. And I praise his name for that. But, sometimes, but I just didn't understand. It seemed like I kept praying for God to let me understand. And, and uh, for whatever reason, 
I'm sure I would have probably gotten God's way somehow or other. I may have messed everything up. I don't know, sometimes I get a little gung-ho and I wished I wasn't, but anyhow. I did bring some pens and prior cards. You've got prior cards back there. I didn't bring many. But I am going to read some scripture to you. And do pray for us. And these pens are not as nice as the pens we usually have. And that's not our fault. That's what they sent us. And then they informed us. My wife called them. Said that's the wrong pen. We don't make those pens anymore. Well, what about that? I mean, uh, they made them for 15 years, and we loved them. And uh, so anyhow, but we are going to get a little different pen, but they sent us about 500 of them, and so we'll give those away till they run out. I'm not going to throw them away, and so anyhow. But anyhow, I'm going to quit rambling around. John chapter number 6. I want to read just a few verses tonight. If you'd like to stand, if you're able, and if you're not able, that's quite all right. Uh, I promise you, I won't judge you. And I know people have sore knees, sore backs, or just tired. Uh, that's quite all right. But we'll begin reading with verse number 60. Jesus has been talking about uh, his body. And he said, let me read just a verse or two up here. He said in verse 53, And then Jesus saith unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in him. In other words, he's saying, listen, praise God, you need to take me all in. You take me all or nothing. That's all there are to it. But anyhow, they didn't understand all of this. They didn't get it. They couldn't, couldn't figure it out. And so the Bible said, he said, many therefore, in verse 60, he said of his disciples, when they heard this, said, this is a hard saying, who can hear it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, doeth this offend thee, offend you? What and if you see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? It is the Spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit, and they are life. He said, but there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not, and who should betray him. And he said, therefore, he, he said uh, therefore said I unto you, that no man can come unto me except it were given him unto him of my Father. From that time, many of his disciples, listen, went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered them, Have not I chosen you twelve, and one of you is a devil? He spake of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for he it was that should betray him, being one of the twelve. That's reading a few verses. Let us go to the Lord in prayer, and then you can be seated. Dear Heavenly Father, God, as we come to you, Lord, as long as we know how, Father, we just come with thankful hearts tonight. God, I want to thank you, Lord, for all your blessings. God, I just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, Lord, to be able to stand, God, here in this building tonight. God, in front of this audience, and Father, we just ask this evening, Lord, God, you know everybody in this building. God, you know everything about us. And Lord, God, I'm asking tonight, Father, I pray for every need that might be in this building tonight. Lord, I pray if there's one in the midst tonight, lost, undone, without God. Lord, tonight be that night to be saved by your marvelous grace. Lord, I pray tonight for that one that's hurting tonight. Maybe that one tonight, God. Lord, just straight away. Lord, I pray, oh God, that Lord, you just help us this evening, Lord. God, I want you to be with each and every one that's down there at Myrtle Beach. Lord, I pray, God, that you bless and be with them, Lord, that many souls will be saved. God, bless the dear pastor. Dear God, I pray that you'd be with him as well as the others. Father, we just ask you now. Lord, we lay this iron in your hands, and Father, if you'd help us tonight, Lord, we sure would appreciate it. We thank you, Lord, for all you have done and you're going to do. Well, we ask it all in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen and amen. Friends, you can be seated tonight and you pray for us tonight. I tell you what, I know I've got a speaker up here and all of that, but anyhow, my head's so stopped up, I can't hear myself think. And uh, I've uh, had this for just a little while. I'm going to probably have to go back to the doctor or something, but anyhow, uh, do pray for us tonight. I don't know if I, any of you men have ever preached in a barrel, but that's where I'm at this evening. Amen. It's like preaching in a barrel. And so anyhow, you pray for us. But anyhow, there's a thought come to my mind. 
Will you stay or will you walk away? We've always got choices to make. We've always got some decisions. What am I going to do? Well, let me tell you something. God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than ours. And friends, I want to tell you something. God don't have to inform us on everything that he's going to do. God don't have to inform us on everything that's to be done. But I'll promise you this one thing. He did promise us this. He said, wherever you're at, he said, I'll go with you all the way. He said, even to the end of the world, that's what he promised us. I'm glad, thank God, he said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Boy, I praise the Lord for that. I'm glad, thank God, he's been with me every step of the way all these years that I've been saved and by the good grace of God but I'll tell you what I see something going on I'm telling you what it's just been heartbreaking over it seems like of the past three years I'm telling you what I'm telling you what will you stay or will you fall away I'm telling you what people that I never dreamed I was just going to drop out they've dropped out people that I've never dreamed that they'd ever just walk away but they've walked away and I'll tell you it's been heartbreaking some of them we've known for me years. Some of them, I'll tell you what, it's destroyed their families. It's destroyed their homes, their businesses. I'm telling you what, it says it's just absolutely got them in a bad way. Well, friends, I want to tell you something tonight. Praise God, did you know God don't have to run things just because you understand it? God don't have to operate just because he shared it with you and I and he got our advice about that. I'm telling you what, he doesn't need my advice, Brother Harold. He don't need my input on it. Brother, I'll tell you something right now. I thank God for everything that he does let me know uh, when he informs me uh, on things that we need to do and things we need to get done. I, I praise his name for that. I, I want to say that I just thank the Lord for it. I, I'm telling you what, but anyhow, what I don't understand, I, what in the world am I going to do? I, am I going to just throw up my hands and quit I, and say, God, I don't understand. I, and I think I'll just throw in the towel. I, brother, I'll tell you what, I'm not looking for that. I, I'm not looking for a way out. I, I'm looking, hallelujah to God. I, brother, to stay in there and stay with the stuff and go on with God. That's what I want to do. That's my heart's desire is to press home for the Lord God of heaven. I want to keep on keeping home on for him. And friends, I tell you something tonight. Honey, I tell you what, this is not some in-depth message, but I want you to know tonight, I just want to give you four examples of some people. I tell you what, I could have went and got many more, but God laid this on my heart. Friends, I tell you what, two that stayed and two that walked away. Friend, I'll tell you something right now. We may not figure it all out, but I want you to know something, I friend. Honey, God's still on the throne. He's still real. He's still helping. He's still saving. He's still doing what God does. And I'm glad, thank God, that I know him tonight as my Lord and Savior. And I just want to keep on serving him. I tell my son all the time we get on the phone, and I tell you what, we'll get to talking to my son pastors of church in Taylorsville. And I tell you what, we get just before we get done with the conversation, many a times I'll just say this to him. I say, son, while we're talking, why don't we just purpose in our heart, we're just gonna go ahead and just stick with the stuff. And he'll just say, I can hear his voice over that phone again, quivering and shaking. He said, dad, I believe we will. We'll just stick with the stuff. Brother, I'll tell you what, I may not know all of what the stuff is, but I'll tell you something right now. I know there's a great big God that knows how to direct my path. He knows how to get my attention. He knows how to get me on the course that he wants me to be on. And I praise his name for that. And I tell you what, praise God, there ought not be a place where we want to throw in the towel. I heard something back some years ago where I read it. I don't remember which. But anyhow, I'll tell you what, when you stop and think about it, brother, I'll tell you what, there was a boxer one time I'm telling you what, he was in the ring and the other man was just beating the daylights out of him. I'm telling you what, he done I just had blood running down his face and I'll tell you what, and now there's some people around the ring started hollering at him and saying, throw in the towel, throw in the towel. And I'll tell you what, he finally just stopped and he looked at the audience and he said, I can't. Only my manager can do that. I don't have the towel. And let me tell you something tonight. I'm glad to Thank God tonight, my manager has the towel and I can't throw it in, Brother Harold. Hallelujah, I don't have the right, hallelujah, to step out of the ring, amen. I don't have that right. Friends, listen to me tonight. 
God saved me. I'm telling you what, God put me where he wanted me, called me into what he wanted to call me in. And I'll tell you something, I didn't have a thing to do with that. Not one thing. Matter of fact, I argued with him. And I'll tell you what, there's things I didn't, I didn't want to quit pastoring. I'll be honest with you, I loved it. I did, I'm not saying it was always just a bed of roses, it wasn't. You got the trials and the trouble, you got a devil in the world to fight. And I'll tell you what, you got about a thousand different opinions. And brother, I'll tell you something right now, but I want you to know there's great joy in seeing them saved. Great joy in seeing them get right with God. And I'll tell you what, you don't get over that. I just had a funeral the other day. A young man, 39 years old. Brother Harold, I'll tell you what, a cancer had just taken over his body. And I don't understand it. One of the finest young men you ever met. But I'll tell you what I can remember. When he got saved by the grace of God as a 16-year-old boy, and I was his pastor, and I'm telling you, you what? Me and that boy loved each other. I'm telling you, he'd come to my house and we were just dear friends. I'll tell you what, we just we just hit it off. But friends, I'll tell you what, when God seemed fit to call him out, he done what he wanted to do. I don't understand that. I can't figure that out. But praise God, I'll tell you what, it makes me just want to press on. I don't know when I'm leaving, but I know this one thing. Glory be to God, I tell you, I want to leave out of here with a smile on my face, a song in my heart. It's a preacher, if you're ridden with pain, you can't do that. A dear friend of mine, they said when they carried him out of the house, he was in such pain. He was screaming and hollering. And he, but he was, they were putting him on the ambulance. You know what he was saying? Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. Hallelujah. He knew where his help come from. Friends, listen to me tonight. Honey, will you stay or will you walk away? Brother, I tell you what, I like peace that passes all understanding so much. Praise God, I believe I'll just stay. I like joy. Hallelujah to God. I tell you what, I love it. I love it, but I want to just mention just a few things tonight. Brother, you listen to me. Praise God, I tell you what. There was some, the Bible said there, that walked away. Brother, I'll tell you what. I'm sure as they got a ways down the road, they regretted they ever walked away. I've never seen a man yet that was truly saved by the grace of God that didn't regret walking away. I've never seen one woman yet go down the road and walk away and not regret it somewhere in their life. Friends, I'll tell you what. Praise God, he saved us. And brother, I'll tell you what. I thank God that I'm saved by the grace of God but I'll tell you what I'll just read to you what Joshua had to say brother I'll tell you what praise God now Joshua you stop and think about it brother I'll tell you what he came out of the land of Egypt and brother I'll tell you what it's just him and one more that was over the age of 20 I'm telling you got to go into the promised land brother I'll tell you what him and Caleb but I'll tell you something right now God took Joshua and the children of Israel over the Jordan River and got him over there where he was going to give them that land that with milk and honey. I tell you what, Joshua and Caleb, they came back and they had a good report of the land. I'm telling you what, but anyhow, the children of Israel chose not to go into the promised land when God wanted them to. And so God had to kill all them people out there in the desert. But I'll tell you what, you stop and think about Joshua. Praise God, 40 years out there in that desert. Brother, I'll tell you what, praise God. Just sun and sand and dust. I'm telling you what, praise God, that wasn't easy. I'm telling you, traveling through that desert. I'll tell you what, Joshua could have just said, well, God, I wanted to go in. Why didn't you just let me and Caleb go in? I'm telling you what, praise God, we could have lived well over in the promised land. But no, they had to come back and they had to follow Moses across that desert. I'll tell you what I think about Joshua so many times. I'm telling you what, praise God, if anybody seemed like I'll tell you what, could have had a good reason maybe to throw up their hands and quit. He could have said, hey, I didn't rebel against you. I didn't say anything against you. I was all for going in. But I'll tell you what, oh Joshua, I'll tell you what, he got to lead the children of Israel across the Jordan River and take them into that promise land and I'll tell you what they got over there and Joshua's getting up in years and many of you got this saying in your house but I'll tell you something right now praise God I'll tell you what he got over there and he had to face the enemies and I know the hornets God sent the hornets to drive them out and I'm <coughs> 
But they had to fight some battles too. I'm telling you what, they had to stand up. Friends, I'll tell you what the Bible says. Over in chapter number 24 and verse number 15, he said, this is what Joshua was saying. He said, and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. He said, whether the gods of your fathers served, that the fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. And this is what he said, but as for me in my house, and we will serve the Lord. Man, let me tell you something right now. You know what old Joshua was saying? Praise God, I'll tell you what, that desert wasn't a fun place to be. I'm telling you what, the battles that had to be fought. And I'll tell you what, going in and taking this land, I'll tell you it wasn't always easy. I know he asked for the sun to stand still. He didn't ask God to end the battle. He said, just God, if you let the sun stand still. He just said, God, if you give us enough time, we'll defeat the enemy. Friends, you let Listen to me. Praise God. He went in there determined. We're going to take this land. Whatever it takes, we're going to fight for it. Whatever it takes, that's what we'll do. Friend, I'll tell you something tonight. It's not easy sometimes, but I'll tell you this one thing. Hallelujah to God. It's well worth it. Friend, I'll tell you what, when you stand before God, and I'll tell you what, you get a reward for being faithful, and you get a reward because you pressed on when it was hard. Honey, you pressed on because um, they didn't fully understand everything uh, but you'd done it anyhow uh, and you said as for me and my house uh, we're just going to serve God uh, and go on amen uh, brother I'll tell you something right now praise God uh, brother I'll tell you what in these days and hours that we live in uh, I got a phone call just about two weeks ago that was heartbreaking. I, I'm telling you what a preacher from down the east he calls me up and he said brother Adams he said uh, uh, do you ever do any research much on what's going on with the churches uh, since COVID? And I said, well, no. I said, I, I hear things. But I said, as far as me, myself, no. I've not done a lot of research on that. And this is what he told me. Now, this is probably uh, around the 1st of December. He said, I just seen today and looking over that 100 Baptist churches have shut their doors in 2023. I said, no. We got a call here not long ago. I tell you what, from down in Columbia, South Carolina, a little lady was just beside herself and how somebody had given her my name. And I'll tell you what, down there in Columbia, South Carolina, brother, five churches right in her area and her church had shut their doors. And I'll tell you what, and decided just to throw in the towel. I'll tell you what, and decided to quit. I'm telling you what, some of them had, uh, you know, maybe 15 or 20 people coming, but they decided that's not, not enough. And so anyhow, we'll just shut the doors. Friend, I'll tell you something right now, praise God, I want you to know. I'm telling you, God don't want us to fold up. God don't want us to quit. It's not easy. I'm telling you what, but I'll tell you this. This one thing, it's well worth it. I tell you to be faithful to God. He's faithful, we ought to be faithful to him. Praise God, I tell you, he's worthy for us to serve. And I'll tell you what, praise God, we ought to press on. I'm telling you what, through everything that God would have us to do. Joshua said this, I'm telling you what, he's just fixing to die. And he says, I believe me and my house will just go on and serve the Lord. Friends, I'll tell you what, I believe you and I tonight all just go on and serve God. I'm telling you, God's been so good to us and he's blessed us beyond measure. And I'll tell you what he's been with us. I'll tell you through everything that we faced. And I want you to know something tonight. I just believe you and I as a child of God. Brother, I'll tell you all to press on. I'm telling you what, we don't understand why others do what they do. But I'll tell you something right now. I'm not going to stand before God for others. I'm going to stand before God for me. Larry Adams, I'm going to give an account of myself. And friends, I'll tell you something right now. Glory be to God, not only I mean my children are grown and I've got grandchildren. We've even got a great grandson and I praise the Lord for all of that. But I'll tell you what, it's not only that, but I'll tell you it's people just like you. I want you to know I want to keep on going. I want to encourage you. Hallelujah to God. Why would I want to discourage you? Why would I want to cause you to, to want to quit and jump ship? Friend, I'll tell you what, you and I today in these dark days, in these perilous times, honey, I'll tell you, we need to keep going on for the glory of God. Amen. We just need to keep pressing on. Well, Joseph's not the only one. Brother, I'll tell you what, a man by the name of Job. I'm telling you right now, I read about old Job and I'll tell you what's the truth. I've preached in the book of Job many times, but I'll tell you what, Job 
Boy, I tell you, he went through some things. Larry, what would you do if you went through what Job went through? I don't have any idea. I would like to think I'd just keep eyes on the Lord. I'd like to think I'd keep on going on. But friends, I tell you, I've never been through what he went through. And I tell you what, you probably haven't either. I know you've been through some hard times. Some of you have. You've been through some trying times. But I'll tell you, you're not like Job. Job lost everything that he had. Brother, I'll tell you what, I don't know what in the world I would do. I've just got two children. But I'll tell you what, if my two children both died in the same day, I don't know what I'd do. I'd like to think I'd just trust God and press on. Amen. That's what I've got in my heart that I'd, I want to do. And brother, I'll tell you what, and then Job, all of his cattle, all of his sheep, all of his wealth was gone. I mean, praise God, he's broke. He don't have a thing. And brother, I'll tell you, besides all of that, brother, I'll tell you what, he's covered in sore balls from the top, top of his head to the sole of his feet. And I'll tell you what, Job's in a bad way. But I'll tell you what, Job, the Bible talks about, God spoke about how Job had retained his integrity. Well, I'll tell you what, Job over here, the Bible said this. In verse, chapter 2, verse number 9, he said, Then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God and die. And he said unto her, He said, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women. Speaketh, he said, What shall we receive good at the hand of God? Shall we not receive evil? And all this did not Job sin with his lips. You know what Job was saying? He said over in chapter 13, He said, Though he slay me, he said, Yet will I trust him. Hallelujah to God, I tell you what. Brother Harold, I tell you what what words. Though he slay me yet will I trust him. Hallelujah to God. You know what I just believe. Job was a man I tell you he was grounded and anchored in the Lord Jesus. Oh friends let me tell you something tonight. Hallelujah to God. Who have we got to turn back to? I'm telling you what if we lost everything that we had. Who can we turn back to? I'm telling you what is the devil going to help you out of that bind? Is the devil going to help you out of that place you're in? Friend I tell you the devil come forth to kill steal and destroy and that's all that he ever does. And I'll tell you something, the devil's the one. I'm telling you what, that brought all this on Job. But friends, you listen to me tonight. Job had a hedge about him and God had to let down that hedge to let Satan in to try Job. But I'll tell you something right now tonight. Job just kept his eyes on the Lord. He cursed the day that he was born. He wished he had never been born. If he had never been born, he wouldn't have had to went through all of that. But I'll tell you what, he never cursed God. Brother, I'll tell you what, he never never turned his back on God. He had friends, I tell you what, that put him down and treated him terrible. But brother, I tell you, he just kept his eyes on the Lord. Oh, friends, you listen to me tonight. Praise God, you can either stay or walk away when you go through those hard times and those trials in life. Friend, I tell you what, I don't know what you're going to face. I don't know what I'm going to face. I know I'm getting down to the end of the way. I know, praise God, I tell you what, I turned 70 years old this year and I know some of y'all may be older than that but there's a lot of you that are not that old and I'm telling you right now glory be to God I don't know how long I'm going to be here but I'll tell you right now praise God people can walk away if they want to brother Harold by the grace of God I just want to stay I want to stick by the stuff I want to keep on but friends I'll tell you something right now honey he's worthy for you and I to serve him and trust him even when it gets hard when it seems like how in the world could all this happen to me why in the world did this come my way brother I'll tell you all I know God's got another plan he's got something else and you know what he did for Job because Job stayed faithful to him he gave Job double twice as much as he ever had before isn't that amazing what a God we serve amen you can either stay or walk away and brother, I'll tell you something right now. Praise be to God. I want you to know, brother, I'll tell you, if you walk away, or maybe you already have, and you say, well, preacher, why would you say that? I'm in church tonight. Everybody in church ain't saved. Everybody in church ain't in fellowship with God. I know that, and you know that too. I'm telling you what, I've been told off a few times by church folk. Pretty rough too. Yeah. I'll tell you what, it didn't take me long to learn after I got saved. Everybody in church ain't right with God. And I'll tell you what, I didn't come to judge not a one of y'all tonight. I hope and trust in looking over this audience, I'll tell you what, and you know what I see when I look over this audience. I've told you many times before, all the children are absolutely beautiful. 
all the women just very nice looking, uh, just uh, uh, good looking. All the men are still ugly, and that's all they are to it. That's what I see every time I stand. Praise God, I tell you, I can't help it. Amen. I tell you what, that's just the way it is. But anyhow, I want you to know something right now. Praise God, that doesn't make a hill of beans worth of difference. Brother, I'll tell you something right now. Praise God, looks are deceiving sometimes. And I'll tell you what, but praise God, you and I. Brother, I'll tell you what, praise God, we ought to want to. I'm telling the compassion, the kindness, the humility of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible said we ought to walk as he walked. Brother, I'll tell you what, we find out. That old Joshua over there, I'll tell you what, praise God, he said, but for us, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And Job said, hey, I'll tell you what, when we took all them things that God gave us and how he blessed us, the Bible said he was the richest man in the land. I'm telling you, something right now. He said, God, give us all of that. Uh, and now we're going through hard times. Uh, do you think I'm going to turn my back on God? You speak as a foolish woman. I'm not going to turn my back on God because times have gotten hard. I'm not going to turn my back on God because uh, it seems like I tell you what, it just uh, can't hardly make ends meet. Friend, I'm going to tell you something right now. Uh, if we'll just keep our eyes and our focus on the Lord God, uh, brother, I'll tell you what, praise God, you'll be amazed what God will do in your life. Uh, friends, I'll tell you, the Bible said daily, uh, daily he loaded us up with his benefits. Amen. Uh, and brother, it's just not wealth and riches. Uh, it's not just those things. Uh, but friend, I'll tell you something right now. Uh, I want to say tonight, I praise God that from the very depths of my heart I, I thank God for his benefits I, I'm telling you what when you're going through the trials I, I thank God for the encouragement that he gives through and by his word I, brother I'll tell you what I thank God I, he encourages me I, because you know what he lets me know I, I'm still with you Larry. I, I'm still there I, praise God you can call on me anytime I, and we can have fellowship I, hallelujah to God I tell you what I, I want you to know it's just good to cry out to God I, I'm telling you what in about that time uh, he climbs right in the middle of your living and your being uh, and brother I tell you what uh, and all of a sudden your soul just begins to dance uh, I'm telling you praise God uh, it's alright uh, I like that uh, I like it with the joy of the Lord uh, I'm telling you what gets stirred up uh, I'm down in my soul friends I just praise his name for it but old Job God blessed him beyond measure why didn't he quit why didn't he quit because he knew God was the one that could take care of him. He knew that it was God, that he was in God's hands. And I'll tell you, he didn't understand all of it. He surely didn't. But I'll tell you something right now. Job said, I'll tell you what, I'm not walking away. I believe I'll just stay. I'm going to stay with God. He told those men over there, he said, you are physicians of no value. Brother, you know what? He said, praise God, here I am in the trial of my life and you don't encourage me one bit. You don't help me one bit. You don't try to help me lift up and I'll tell you what, praise God, to, to give me one word of encouragement. All you want to do is put me down and talk about me and I'll tell you what, and run me down. That's, all, and that's what people do. But friend, I'll tell you what, praise God, I'm glad I'm serving the Lord and not people. Brother, I'll tell you what, yes, I'm the servant of the people. But I'll tell you this one thing tonight. Hallelujah to God. I'll tell you what, you have a choice tonight. I tell you what, you can either stay or walk away. Well, preacher, I'll tell you what, I'm going through this and going through that. I'm telling you what, other people are going through the same things. But I'll tell you what, what are you going to do? You're going to either stay or walk away. It's up to you. Let me tell you something tonight. There's some people that have walked away. And I'll tell you what, I'm sure they've suffered dearly for that. But I want you to know this one thing tonight. Praise God, I'll tell you what, it doesn't help anybody. It doesn't encourage anybody when you walk away. Brother, I'll tell you, it just causes trouble. Brother, I'll tell you what, you can look over in Acts chapter number 13. We look over there, and I'll tell you what, we find a man by the name of John Mark. And I'll tell you something right now, and I will say this about John Mark. Somewhere along the way, he got things right with God. Somewhere along the way, I'll tell you what, he got things back in order. And I'll tell you what, and God used him in a great way. But I'll tell you what, there was a time in his life, I'll tell you what, I believe old John Mark was saved. I'll tell you something right now, but praise God, I'll tell you what, brother John Mark, you know what he found out? I, praise God, I'll tell you what, you better let God do the leading and guiding in your life, I, because I'll tell you something right now, you better follow God, I, because I'll tell you what, he went on a journey, I, and I'll tell you what, when he went on that journey, I, he went on there because I, I'm telling you what Barnabas had asked him to go with, I, him and 
Paul, but I'll tell you what, God, I haven't ordained him to go on that journey. And God didn't ask him to go on that journey. Friend, I'll tell you what, I remember back some years ago, I just about have to bring the ministry in every once in a while. But there was a young preacher in Wilkes County, and I'll tell you what, and this young preacher wanted to go on me with me on a mission trip. I'm telling you what, I want you to know. And so anyhow, I'm going to North Dakota, and I'm up there, and we're on this Sioux Indian Reservation. And I'll tell you what, some Native American people, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you, you find out if they love you, they love you. If they hate you, they hate you. I'm telling you, that just seems like the way it is. And I'll tell you what, praise God, it just takes a long time to win their confidence and for them to put any trust in you. The first time I ever went up there to this particular missionary, I'm telling you, Brother Harold, I wish I wasn't there. He invited me up to preach a week's revival meeting. I go up there and preach a week. And I'll tell you what, during that week, you know how we do down here. I'm telling you what, praise God, watch this. I stuck my hand out. You know what he done? Hey, he just laid his Bible, part of his Bible, and he just stuck his hand right out. I walked over to this gentleman a minute ago, and I'd done that right there. He stuck his hand right out. Praise God, I was up, up there on that Sioux Indian Reservation. I went up there to preach a revival meeting. And them people, I'll tell you what, I'd stick my hand out, and they'd go. Wouldn't nobody shake my hand. And, and if they didn't do that, you know what they did do? Turned their back on me. They just stand there. And I tell you, I was so discouraged and so disheartened. But God blessed anyhow. I went up there and preached for a week, and I tell you what, one got saved. And I praised the Lord for that, but he was a white boy. It wasn't, it wasn't a Native American. It was, it was a white man, a white boy, teenage boy. So anyhow, he got saved. And so I praised God for that. But anyhow, the missionary asked me right while I, before I left, he said, uh, Preacher Adams, could I get you to come back next year? And I'm thinking, oh. I told him, this is what I told him. I said, I'll tell you what you do. You pray about this. I said, I don't think I'm the man you need. I said, I just can tell these people don't even like me. I said, I don't know what I've done to them, but they don't even like me. He said, please, I beg you, please come back next year. I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I said, I'll pray about it. And if God really burns my heart to come, I'll come. And if not, I ain't coming. He said, uh, okay. I go back the next year. Guess what they done? Stuck my hand out. They stuck their hand out. Yeah, didn't nobody do that. Yeah. Praise God. I tell you what, I thought, Lord to God, I believe the whole tribe got saved. Yeah. They got saved while I was gone. But I asked him at that uh, first few days I was there, I asked him, I said, what in the world has happened? I said, have you had a talk with these people or something or other? He said, no. He said, you came one time and they just knew you'd never come back. And you came back. And I went 13 years in a row. I don't know how many people got saved, but boy, God blessed in those meetings. It was amazing what God did in those meetings. And I ain't patting me on the back. I give God the glory for every bit of it. Praise God, I tell you what, and them people, hey, uh, God just blessed. I tell you what, I, I'm telling you, all of a sudden, I tell you, they're just so poor. They're just poor as pitiful how, how poor they were. And I tell you, what did they do? I, I tell you what, after a year or two, then they want to start giving me gifts. I said, I don't want your money. I don't want you spending money on me. I, I don't want your gifts. Yeah, but preacher, we want you to have it. We want you to have it. It's, it's a hard thing. I, I tell you what, uh, uh, preaching and pastoring and, and uh, just whatever, uh, sometimes it's hard. I tell you, it is. But I, let me tell you about the young preacher. We go up there, and this wasn't an unusual thing. I'd been up there before. I'd take a load of food and clothes every time I'd go. Well, we'd have a day that we had all this stuff out. And so anyhow, I'd take this big old load of food and clothes, well, you get up there, I don't know how many of you have ever been in North Dakota, but I'll tell you what, praise God, they got more mosquitoes up there than we've got grains of sand down here. Oh, my soul, them mosquitoes. Praise God, they'll tote you off right after they've eat you up, cut you in pieces. I, I've never seen so many in all my born days. I told my wife one time, I said, I know them years I preached up there, I eat 20 pounds of them things. They had they'd fly right down your throat. I'm just telling you the God's truth. Have you ever been there? It's, it's a sight in the world. I, I don't see how they live up there 40 below zero to you. 
I don't see how they ever ever hatch back out, but I tell you, them things are tough and they're mean too. I'm telling you. But anyhow, I tell you what, we go up there and we're handing out food and we're handing out clothes. And this young preacher, he's beside of me. And boy, I tell you, he's excited. Boy, he's up there in North Dakota. He, he's, he's excited about what's going on. But brother, I tell you what, it's, it's on a hot day. Man, I tell you what, it don't hardly ever get 90 degrees up there. But it got about 90 degrees that day. I'm telling you what, and them mosquitoes was hot and they was mad. I'm telling you what, and they was attacking us in every direction. You couldn't keep the mosquitoes out of your ears. You couldn't keep the mosquitoes out of your mouth and out of your face. Man, they're just a swamp all over you. I'm telling you what, we stood there for a few hours and we're handing all this stuff out. And I tell you, he looked over at me and he said, uh, uh, Preacher Adams, he said, I just ask you, uh, he said, uh, is it like this every time you come up here? I said, boy, the mosquitoes are terrible. I, I'm telling you what, I said, uh, I believe it's hotter than it's ever been since I've been coming up here. He said, no, I'm talking about these people. He said, you stood out here in this heat, you mosquitoes have eaten you alive. He said, I've yet to hear one person say thank you. He said, I wouldn't give them another bite to eat. I wouldn't give them more clothes. He said, I wouldn't give them nothing. And that's what he said. And I said, that's the reason God called me and not you. I said, when I come, every time I come, I'm bringing food and clothes. And I said, every time I come, I'm bringing Bibles and tracts. And I said, every time I come, I said, praise God. Yeah, I said, God never told me when he called me into this. that He didn't tell me one person would ever thank me. And I said, praise God. I said, I didn't come for a thank you. But I said, if I can just win their hearts and get them in church, hallelujah, God says, we'll just let God do the work, won't we? I'm telling you what, he just, he's the best at that I've ever seen in all of my life. Preacher, you think he was bribing them a little bit? I was trying to bribe them a whole lot, amen. Hallelujah, God, I wanted them at the house of God. Brother, I tell you what, I wanted them to come and get saved, and some of them did. I praise the Lord for that. But brother, I'll tell you right now, praise God. I'm telling you what, I've thought so many times, Brother Harold, I'm telling you what, if I'd have walked away that first time, brother, just because I didn't get a handshake, just because somebody turned their back on me, if I'd have just walked away because I felt out of place. Brother, I'll tell you what, I'm glad that missionary told me, he said, we want you back. I want you to come back. And I told him, I said, I'll pray about it. And the next thing I know, boy, God's burdening my heart and breaking my heart for these people. I've seen their poverty and I've seen the, uh, the drinking and the, and the drugs and the destruction that that had taken on those people. And I'll tell you what, how sad that it was that lives and homes were being destroyed up there and they just needed a savior. Friend, I'll tell you something right now. I want you to know there was a young man by the name of John Mark and I'll tell you what, he went with Paul and Silas and they went on a missionary journey. And they got over there and it got just a little bit hard. I tell you what, Paul, he run up with this man. He, he was a sorcerer. And that sorcerer, I tell you what, praise God, I want you to know, he confronted Paul. And I tell you what, when he did, Paul confronted him. And I tell you what, he called him a child of the devil. And brother, I'm telling you what, over in Acts chapter number 13, and friends, I tell you what, you know what Paul did? The Bible said that Paul was filled with the Holy Ghost. And you know what he did? He told that sorcerer, he said, he said, God, he said, I, I don't want him to see for a season. And the Bible said there was a mist that come over him. And brother, I'm telling you what, and that sorcerer couldn't find his way around. Brother, I'll tell you what, and God caused him to be blind for a season. And I tell you, when John Mark saw that, I'm telling you what, I imagine the devil told him, if you hang around with Paul and Barnabas, you're going to wind up getting in trouble. But I'm telling you what, don't think they ain't going to pay for this. That sorcerer was bringing money into people. That sorcerer was a fortune teller. I'm telling you, he was getting people's money just like they do today. But friends, I'll tell you something right now. You know what? We may get in trouble sometimes. There might be times I don't try to get in trouble. I'm not out to get in trouble. But I'll tell you something right now. Glory to God, I tell you, I don't want to back down and back up or side pedal, hallelujah, on the word of God because I'll tell you, it'll stand forever and I'm gonna be judged by God's word and we gotta stand for what God stands for. And when you got somebody that comes against you, brother, I'll tell you what, you got two choices. You can either stay or walk away. And what did John Mark do? He walked away. The Bible said that he was good for their ministry. 
Brother, I'll tell you in that same chapter, he was very beneficial to them. But brother, I'll tell you what, he decided, I don't care how bad they need me in this ministry. I'll tell you what, I ain't going to fight the devil's crowd. He walked away. And brother, like I said, I'll tell you what, God restored him back. He became very beneficial to Paul. He really did. And he's the writer of the book of Mark. And brother, you listen to me tonight. I'll tell you what, God used him. I don't know where he got back on track. I don't know when he got straightened out. I don't know when he got his heart right. But I'll tell you what the Bible said down here. I'll tell you what after. I'll tell you what, everybody was astonished at the doctrine. And matter of fact, I, even the deputy there, I tell you, he got saved because of what he saw uh, the apostle Paul to. And the Bible said in chapter 13, verse 13, uh, and now when Paul and his company loose from uh, Paphos and came to Perga, he sat in Paphla, and John, departing from them, returned to Jerusalem. He decided, well, I've had enough of this. Praise God, I ain't going out here and looking for trouble. Well, friends, I tell you what, every once in a while, you're going to find it whether you look for it or not. And that's just all they are to it. Praise God, I tell you what, everybody's not going to like everything that you do. Everybody's not going to like the Bible you carry. Everybody's not going to like the God that you serve. But I'll tell you something right now. I want you to know when trouble comes, you and I, praise God, we ought to stand. And I'll tell you, let them know where we stand and what we stand for. Friends, you listen to me tonight. Honey, there's some people that helped us in the ministry. I'm telling you what, my wife knows what I'm talking about. And I'll tell you what, a few years ago, you know what they did? They decided they'd never help us again and told me that. And you know why? Because of the stand we took on homosexuals. Brother, I'll tell you what, I took the same stand that God takes. And brother, I'll tell you what, God didn't change his mind. And my God had it put in his word. And I'm not changing either. I was told off and I was cussed out. And I'll tell you what, and I was told, we'll never, don't you ever come back here. It was the businesses. And don't you ever come back here. I will never help you again. You just stay away from us. And friend, I'll tell you what, praise God. I'm telling you what people said, well, preacher, what are you going to do? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. We'll make it without those businesses. And you know what we have. And that happened a few years ago when this thing is a big deal made about it on the news and across the country and probably around the world. And they just want to know where I stood. And I told them I stand where God stands. It's wrong. It's an abomination. I'm telling you what, God hadn't ordained that. Nobody was born that way. But brother, I'll tell you what, brother, if they want to become something like that, they can. And the devil will make sure they will. But friends, you listen to me tonight. Glory be to God. I'm telling you what, trouble's going to come if you're going to serve God. And I'll tell you something. But honey, I'll tell you, you can deal with it any way you want to deal with it. I believe we'll just stand with God. Why don't we just stay instead of walking away? Amen. I'd rather have God on my side than ever business in the whole United States. And I mean that with all of my heart. Hallelujah to God. How many men have you ever met that God give them a brand new road tractor? Whew. Praise God. I believe that's worth standing. Yeah. Hallelujah to God. I tell you, people are still coming by the house. Stop and say, can I see that truck? Well, you already seen it. Now you pulled up in my yard. How do you miss a bright yellow truck? I know what they want to do. They want to get in it. So we get them in it. Crank it up. Let them listen to it. I won't let them drive it. But they can sit in it. Yeah. I'll tell you what. How many people get to do that? My wife and I do. God has just been so good to us. We're not special. I tell you what, praise God, God doesn't have pets and God doesn't have favorites. God just did that because God wanted to do it because he loved us. And I tell you what, he wanted the ministry to keep on going. And so I praise his name for that. But I tell you, old John Mark, he did get back on track. I tell you what, you can find evidence of it. But we look over in 2 Timothy chapter number 4. And a man that was loved by Paul, you'll find it over in the book of Colossians. Paul spoke highly of a man by the name of Demas. He told the people over in Colossians, he said, salute him. When he comes, you salute him. I tell you what, over in the book of Philemon, I tell you what, he spoke highly of Demas. And brother, I tell you what, Paul loved Demas. And the Bible said over in 2 Timothy chapter number 4, verse number 10, 
Paul was talking about what was going on. Paul's in prison. He's over in Rome in prison. And I'll tell you what, there's been some people with him, but now they're beginning to walk away. And the Bible said this. He said in verse 10, he said, For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed into Thessalonica. And Cretus to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmathea. He said, Only Luke is with me now. But notice what he said in verse number 11. He said, And take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. Boy, Mark had got things right with God somewhere along the way. But I tell you, old Demas, God had, uh, Paul had such a high regard for Demas. I tell you, he thought so much of Demas. He wanted people to salute him. And friends, I tell you what, and then what does Demas do? He walks away. Paul said, loving this present world. Friend, I'm going to tell you, what does this world got to offer you? Glory be to God, I tell you what. This world is not eternal. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. All this is going to burn up one of these days. Praise God, the Bible said even the elements are going to melt. And I'll tell you what, God's going to make all things new. But I'll tell you something right now. Praise God, you say, well, in this world, I have to work in this world. I, I make money in this world. Yeah, but God gives you the grace, the strength, uh, and the ability to do all them things. Uh, and I'll tell you what, praise God, if you don't fit in one place, uh, God will take care of you in another place. Uh, I'm telling you what, if you can't, uh, uh, this job doesn't work out for you, God give you another job. Uh, friends, I'll tell you something right now. You and I are in God's hands tonight. Uh, I'll tell you what, when old Demas got out there in that world, uh, I don't know exactly what all he did out there, uh, but I'll tell you what, and loved this present world more than he loved the work of God. He loved this present world more than he loved the men of God. He loved this present world more than he did spreading the word of God. He loved this present world more than he did the souls of men. Brother, let me tell you something right now. You can get out there and hobnob with the world if you want to. You can get out there and rub shoulders with the world if you want to. You can get out there and become a part of it and act just like them. But I'll tell you this one thing tonight. Hallelujah to God when you stand before God one of these days and God sees what you tore up and tore down. Brother, I tell you what, you know it and you've seen it. And I tell you, if you don't know it and you hadn't seen it, I know you've heard about it. I tell you what, a preacher that's took off with some woman. Brother, I tell you what, or maybe they've taken the church's money and run off or something like that. Friends, I tell you, the damage that does, the irreparable damage that's done through that. Uh, people will throw that up for years uh, and years and years to come. Uh, friend, I'll tell you what, uh, you can have the world and everything in it. Uh, I tell you, without Jesus, you'll die and go to hell. Uh, and that's all there are to it. Amen. The Bible said if a man gained the whole world and lose his soul, he said, what would he give in exchange? If you owned it all, if you had all the kingdoms, all the gold, all the silver, all the jewels that this world holds. You die without God, you'll die and go to hell. How awful that is. But I'll tell you something right now. You claim to be Christian. You claim to be saved. You claim to be a part of this church. And you get out there and live like the devil. I'm going to tell you right now. You're going to do more damage than you ever dreamed that you could ever do. Brother, because I'll tell you what. You love this world more than you love God. God said to the church at Ephesus, he said, I had somewhat against thee. Thou hast left your first love. Friend, I'll tell you something right now. You know what God was telling Ephesus? You didn't stay. You walked away. That's what you did. Friend, I'll tell you something tonight. Praise God, I'll tell you what. I don't know, but we've just got this one life to live here. And then we live forever there if we're saved. But I tell you what, I'd, I'd love to know, Brother Harold, I know you've wrote a lot of tracts. You've handed out probably millions. You've given away. God only knows. And I don't know what a difference they've made. But I'll guarantee you, Brother Harold, they have. They've made a difference. I tell you, I know some people that's gotten saved by the gospel tracts. But I want to tell you this. Praise God, when you walk away, you jerk the rug out from under so many people. So many. You cause people to, to give up and to quit before they ever get started. 
you cause them to turn their back on God. I told somebody one time I could pick out every hypocrite in the church before I got saved. I know them all. Lord God, I could tell you the devils and several of the churches around there. But I guess all of them got saved same day I did. Because I, when I got saved by the grace of God, says, I tell you what, evidently they all moved out because I couldn't spot one of them. Praise God, it beat anything that I've ever seen in all my life. I'll tell you what, and I just want to say that I praise the Lord for that. But I'll tell you what, Jesus asked them disciples, he said this, he said, what are you going to do? He said, are you going to leave also? Friends, I'll tell you something right now. I want you to know something. Praise God, if there's ever come a time that we need to stand up for Jesus, it's now. There's ever come a time when you get busy, not because we're in the mission work, but I tell you, if there's ever a time that we're going to get busy, boy, I tell you what, and get out there and help the missionaries. I tell you what, we've had two to leave this year, brother. I tell you what, because they were undersupported, and I tell you, support dropped off. And I tell you right now, praise God, it's heartbreaking. They left the work there, and there's a work out there in Columbus, uh, uh, Nebraska, right now. I tell you what, we helped with, and this man, he's he's just he's energetic, and he he's sticking with the stuff, you know, and then all. All of a sudden one day he gets discouraged and he walked away. Boy, I'll tell you what, it done a number on that church. It did. It got down to just nine people. But a man stepped in and said, Preacher, I don't think God wants to close them doors. I said, I don't either. And right now you're helping pay rent on a building to keep that church going. And we're going to keep paying this rent until that church can take care of itself. Because I tell you what, 26,000 people in Columbus, Nebraska. And I tell you what, as far as we know, the only Bible preaching church in that city or town is the one out there, Columbus Baptist Church. As far as we know, and as far as anybody else knows. And so anyhow, but friends, I tell you what, it ain't no time to walk away. Boy, it's time to stay. It's time to say, God... I'm going to stick with you. I'll tell you what, let's purpose in our heart. By the good grace of God, I ain't going nowhere. When I don't understand it, praise God, I'll tell you what. His dear mother asked me the other day when that 39-year-old son passed away, mama with a broken heart, and mama just, she's so proud of that son. He had done so well. He was a servant of the Lord. He loved serving God. I talked to his pastor. He said he was one of the hardest workers in his church. And mama, her heart stripped out. And I tell you what, my wife's known his mama all her life. So we go to visit. And she said, why? I said, nothing wrong with us saying why. But I said, I tell you what, when it gets in there to where, well, why am I going to just go on serving God? I said, I don't know the reason behind why that young man had to go on. But I said, God could tell you exactly why. He's got a perfect plan. And we don't understand it. And when we don't understand, I just want to say this. You can either stay or walk away. It's your choice. You can stick with God or you can just decide to jump ship and quit. That's up to you. There's going to be consequences. There's a penalty for sin. You can count on it. And brother, I'll tell you what. You will pay dearly. You sure will. I want to say this tonight as we stand. Sis, do you feel like coming back to the piano? You sure now? Don't let us wire you plumb out. You're so sweet. I love to hear you play. Hello, friends. This is Brian Poindexter, the pastor of Faith Community Baptist Church located at 2216 Hennings Road in East Bend, North Carolina. We're so grateful to have you listening to our CD ministry that's been provided as an outreach of our church. It's our desire and focus at Faith Community Baptist Church to preach and teach the whole counsel of God to a lost and dying world, to equip the saints of God for service, and to encourage the elderly and shut-ins who cannot attend services due to physical ailments. We meet every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. for Sunday school for all ages, and our Sunday school hour is followed by our worship service at 11 a.m. with old-fashioned singing and preaching from the Word of God. We meet back every Sunday night at 6 p.m. for our worship service, and every second Sunday night of each month we have what's called an eat and meet service 
After our 6 p.m. service, we gather in the fellowship hall for food and fellowship. On Wednesdays, we meet back at the church for our midweek worship service with choir singing and preaching again from God's holy word. Our ladies prepare a meal each Wednesday prior to our service from 5.30 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. I give you and your family a cordial invitation to be with us at any or all of our service times. Above all, you may be listening today, and maybe you've never made a personal commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, that's the greatest decision anyone can ever make in this life. Too many folks prepare for vacation. They prepare for retirement. They seem to prepare for everything, but sad to say, many make no preparations for eternity. The reality is very clear. We all will leave this world someday. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27, and as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. You must understand that you are guilty before a holy God. Romans 3.23 said, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The prophet Isaiah said in chapter 53 and verse 6, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. You must understand that your good words, good works and good deeds will not get you to heaven. Isaiah 64 and verse 6 says, But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. Ephesians chapter 2, the Bible said, Therefore by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. You must understand that you're loved. I'm thankful that in John 3 and verse 16 it said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Romans 5 and verse 8 declares, But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You must understand and realize there's only one way to stand right before God. There's not many ways, there's only one. Jesus said in John 14 and verse number 6, He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, the apostles' message was very simple. There in Acts chapter 4 and verse number 12, they said, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. You might ask the question, Preacher, how can I be saved? That's what the Philippian jailer asked in Acts chapter 16, verse 30 and 31. He asked Paul and Silas, he said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. Romans 10, 9 said that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You must ask God to save you. I can't do it. No one can do it for you. Romans 10, 13 said, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you know you're a sinner, and if you're sorry for your sin, and you believe Jesus died for your sins, you simply have to ask Him to save you. And I say, Preacher, how can I know for sure God will hear me? Well, first of all, the Bible tells us that we must be drawn. John 6 and verse 44, Jesus said, No man can come to me except the Father which had sent me. Draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. Psalm 51 and verse 17 gives us the attitude we need to have when we come to God. It said there, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. O God, thou wilt not despise. If God draws you by conviction, and if you're sorry for your sin, you repent of them. If you believe Jesus died for your sins, and if you asked him to save you, then the Bible declares you've been saved. If you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, then you've been forgiven of all your sins. Romans 8, 1 declares, There is therefore now no condemnation of them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Once a person has been saved, they need to be a part of a fundamental Bible-believing church where they can grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. God calls us out of darkness and commands us to walk in light after we've been saved by His marvelous grace. If we can help you here at Faith Community Baptist Church in any way, feel free to contact us. If you have asked God to save you, please contact us, and we will send you some free literature to help you in your newfound life in Christ. Thank you again for listening to our CD ministry that's been provided by our church here, and may God richly bless you and your family is our prayer.